This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. means you're dying for a recap of what happened with the BYU game over the weekend, right? Am no, I right? No Who's with is. me on that? We're losing listeners. Who's with me on that? We're, we're, they're, Everybody. They're tuning out. I didn't even realize Everybody. they played college football this weekend. <laughs> yeah, because your what? stupid no, Missouri team thought, lost. I thought college football was like a bye month or something. A bye month? Yeah, they were just shutting it down. <laughs> no, no. Really? Which is why you missed the game of uh, your particular team, I guess, over the weekend who lost could, 21-3 at the no, hands of Florida. No, possible. How could they lose if they weren't playing? No, they did play. They, they played. <laughs> and they they can't lost. buy a stick and touchdown. Uh, Cougars won, though. Uh, I know everybody's been uh, clamoring to hear about it. Lucky again at the end of For the, the scant few who didn't, uh, didn't see it. 45-38 over East Carolina. Lucky again. Oh, God, I catch every East Carolina. <laughs> yeah, you can throw the records out when BYU and East Carolina get together. A couple of weeks from now, now this coming week, they play Cincinnati on Friday night, which they beat, you know, Miami Hurricanes, so they're pretty okay. tough. They're pretty good. Uh, but the week after that. Is it 1984? I'm just curious <laughs> how big that Miami Hurricanes victory is. I know. It's what, pretty what, big. It, what year is it? Is it still? It's 2015. Okay. Oh, okay. When the Miami Hurricanes are still is, pretty good. Is Vitty Testaverde on the team still? No, he's not. He's not. No, okay. He's, okay. He's I just gone. wanted to make sure. That's what However, were yeah. what we're really looking forward to is two weeks from now when you can throw out all the record books because BYU and Wagner take to the field. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, what about BYU-Missouri? When are you guys going? Uh, that is November 14th, and yeah. we still have yet to find out if we no, need to stay we're, here we're, for this. We're on for this thing. Uh, for sure? You know that for a fact? <laughs> no! Really? So, shipment from Guatemala. What, what's coming in? What, what Do we know what drugs we have are? A, we have a, uh, an event that weekend. I mean, it's supposed to be, I, you know, I don't know that a whole I thing guess. has been announced, but it's for Mercury One, so, I mean, it's... Yeah, but have they said, we want you guys there? Because I've heard it's a scaled-down version of what we've done. <laughs> no, I, I can't get over it. Je- uh, Look, Jeffy would love to come with you, but just charity in Jeffy's life takes priority. Yeah, I know. It's too important to him, working for charitable organizations, to do whatever you had planned. <laughs> you know There's nothing else out, going on. You know how good this looks out of the books? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. In actual news, uh, there was a 60 Minutes interview um, yesterday on 60 Minutes. Uh, Barack Obama confidently, well, let's watch him and uh, he'll tell you what he's confident about. 
I am very proud of what we've accomplished. And it makes me think. It's because you're delusional. I, I, I'd love to do some more. Oh, by the time geez. I'm finished, I, uh, bet you would. I think it will be time for me to go. Because, you better believe it. Um, <laughs> there's oh. a reason why we consider George Washington one of our greatest presidents. <laughs> he set a precedent saying that when you occupy this seat, uh, it is an extraordinary privilege. But the way our mm -hmm. democracy is designed, no one person is indispensable. And ultimately, you are a citizen. And once you finish with your service, you go back to being a citizen. And I, and I think having a fresh set of legs in this seat, yeah. I think having a, a fresh perspective, yeah. new personnel mm -hmm. and new ideas, sure. uh, and a new conversation uh, with the American people about yeah. mm -hmm. uh, issues that may be different a year from now than they were when I started eight years ago, I think that's all good for our democracy. Yeah, I think it's helpful. Do you think and if you ran again and could run again and did run again, you would be elected? Yes. You do? I do. Of course Without he does. Hesitation. Of course he does. He's an egomaniac. He's a narcissistic egomaniac who, of course, believes he can calm the seas. Donald Trump thinks uh, that if he would have run, he would have won oh, eight yeah. times, too. I mean, shut up. You're I pathetic. I, uh, and to call us a democracy twice, that, that's not a mistake on their part. No, they, they have an agenda because the new democracy term is shorthand for democratic socialism that's what they're talking about when they say democracy uh i i guarantee you they're not talking about they're not they're not just using a common term to describe us they're talking about what they want this to become mm. you seem skeptical of that uh no i i would, I would tend to agree with that uh principle um i i'm i was a little distracted by jeffy who <laughs> Who? I think is having a baby over there. I don't know what's happening. What's going what on? What is happening? He was just looking at me. I'll, mm. I can, I'll recreate. And what was that? In the middle of you speaking. What, what, what? was what was that? I was deal? actually just trying to open the can without making a big <laughs> popping sound. Okay. Okay, sorry about that. I didn't um, mean to distract you with I'm that glad. nonsense. Here's one thing I will throw out there that is real. Because I think he tips his hand a little bit there. Uh, is saying that I, I think he will not endorse Hillary Clinton. Pretty close. Because he says right there uh, he wants someone with fresh legs. Uh, and fresh Jeffy, set of legs. Uh, I, mean, I mean, obviously, those cankles are not fresh. I think that's pretty uh, true. That's clear. I, uh, <laughs> that's clear. Right there. I think pretty clearly mm -hmm. says he's going in a different direction. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, Lincoln Chafee's got to be pumped right now. And, yeah, and Jim Webb. Webb. Everybody's been clamoring for those fresh legs. Yeah. Haven't they? Mm. Martin O'Malley. By oh. the way, we get to see the, we get to see those fresh legs uh, well, strut across You can't possibly sleep. say that Joe Biden has fresh legs. No. He's been in this administration for eight years, so neither he nor Hillary fit that description of what he just said. Although it Biden would, does not have cankles that we know no, of. No, he does not. I'm, I'm sure Joe's cankles are Have you seen his ankles? Well, I mean, we've seen, yeah, as a matter of fact, we have. We've in the seen villages uh, singing. He's, he's in the villages shorts, singing. Plus, there are times when he loves to sit and he always, he wears those uh, really thin uh, socks that you pull up to just under your knees. Because yeah. when he crosses his legs, he always pull, pulls his pant leg way up. Oh, yeah, and he exposes some yeah, skin once in a while. Which is to his pant leg. He's such a bad. fashion faux pas. I mean, I, I don't have a lot of fashion things that are important to me. No. That one is. <laughs> don't, don't, but don't do that. The reason he, but he pulls them way up, but having said that, when you see him do that, there's no cankles. True. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, good. That's a lot of well, detail, good. man. That's a lot of <laughs> a detail. A lot of freaking detail. Really more than we need. Uh, also, Obama spoke about uh, Vladimir Putin. You might know him. He leads the free world. 
and, <laughs> and the rest of unfree world. Uh, he apparently now is the only superpower, mm. and uh, I guess Obama tried to dismantle that a little bit. Watch. A year ago when we did this interview, there was some saber-rattling between the United States and Russia on the Ukrainian border. Mm. Now it's also going on mm. in Syria. You said a year ago that the United States, America leads, we're the indispensable nation. Good for you, man. Um, Mr. You Putin seems to be out, challenging Steve. that leadership. In what way? Let, let's think <laughs> about this. He's moved, let, he's, let, let, he's moved troops into, yeah. uh, into Syria, for one. Yeah. He's got people in on the ground. Right. Two, the Russians are conducting military operations in, in the impunity. Middle East for the first time since World War II. So that's so bombing that's, the people yeah. uh, that we are supporting. So that's leading, Steve. He's and challenging your leadership, Mr. President. Yeah, He's no, challenging your leadership, that, 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 Steve. Wow. I, I, I got to tell you, if if you think that You're running your economy into the ground delusional. and having to send troops in oh, in order to prop up uh -huh. your only ally is leadership, then we've got a different definition of leadership. My definition of leadership would be leading on climate change and international oh, accord with potential oh we get in Paris. My definition God. of leadership is oh, mobilizing yeah. the entire world community to make oh, sure that yeah, Iran doesn't we get a nuclear weapon. I mean, this guy's terrible. It's a joke. We're, or a joke of a nation with this guy's president. Uh, <laughs> oh, until this is over, we just, it's just... You know, it's like, uh, you're like, hey, I need to lose some weight. Uh, mm. But it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Well, as soon as, th as, soon as Thanksgiving's over, then I'm going to go on a diet. That is our, our time right now. We can't do anything until this guy's out of office. He's a complete right. embarrassment. Right. And obviously, anyone who would bring up climate change in the context of this conversation is a moron. Uh, he's Period. leading on... He's leading on climate change. What an well, that says everything you need to know right there. For his definition he's, of leadership. He's talking about the Russians. Steve Croft, and to his credit, he challenges him and pushes back on Obama's pushback, which is something that you never see a journalist do. Never do journalists on the left push back against something that, if Obama challenges them on something they've asked, oh, they fold every time. Croft didn't hear. Uh, so to his credit, I, I think that's great. Uh, but then he, he says that the if that's leadership, that they're going into Syria with ground troops, that they're bombing in areas where we have been bombing. They just told us to get the hell out, and we kind of did. And they're pushing us around all over the world. We did nothing about Crimea. We did nothing about the Ukraine. We're doing nothing about the Syrian situation. They, they ran the deal on uh, Iran, which is uh, another ally, by the way. Syria is not their only ally. They've got all kinds of allies. They're, everybody who's an enemy of the United States is an ally of Russia. Um, so I don't know what the hell he's even talking about there. But then, so then he's put, they're pushing us around in the Middle East. And what does he go to? Well, uh, I call leadership. I'm, I'm leading on climate change right now. I'm, I'm leading on uh, spending $10 trillion to fix a problem that can't be fixed. That's why I seemed to, that whole interview overall looked almost staged. God, that's amazing. The whole 60 Minutes Barack Obama interview seemed a little staged. And that part made it seem like it wasn't, although... Because of it, he gets his climate change stuff out. So I, I don't know that. I mean, the, it's like I mean, he he's trying to get his points out there. He knows yeah. he's going to be asked about Putin. He has to come up with some justification as to why he's not a complete failure. In what way? And he comes up. So he comes wow. up. And what he says with climate change is, well, look, uh, at least you know the twenty-five percent of my audience. Uh, or uh, the audience that might take this in are on the same page with me, and they'll think that that's okay. At least I can get that point in. I'm going to look. I mean, look. 
Wow, there's no way. There's pathetic. no way to defend Barack Obama in the way he's handled foreign affairs. No it's way. Impossible. It's impossible. He's been a complete disaster. Yep. Now you might you might say, uh, as uh, you know, many do, that Bush was also a disaster, and uh, you know, there's there's points to be made there. Though I will say, uh, usually not the ones um, the media tries to make. Here, though, there's just not, there's nothing he can do. The guy, the guy's everything. Mm. He, I mean, he he ran on being a president that is going to put all these things together, yeah. including Russia, which was one of the things. Then he ran again, mocking the other guy for saying <clears throat> Russia was a threat, and now he can't handle Russia. And it's a complete embarrassment. How long has Gitmo been closed? Oh, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, 2009. Yeah. It's right after he was inaugurated. Yeah. Or wait, closed it down. it's not closed oh, at all. Oh, we're hearing now and from the control uh, room, no, yeah, never closed. No. Never did. Never, Never. did. Well, he's still fighting to do that, though, hard. Yeah, he, he's going to try to do it before please. he leaves, I think. Yes. I do think he's going to try to there do it. There was part of the budget thing that yeah. he was talking about vetoing where he's not going to do it unless they close Gitmo. I think so. that sort of stuff does bother him. I think he's one of those guys yeah. that it does, like it gets oh, under yeah. his All those times mm -hmm. that we were saying all the promises that he didn't make, that he you know broke, and everyone kind of says, okay, he broke those, and then we let him off the hook, essentially, from those. I think those still eat away at him. I think he tries to. He's going to try to come back and do some of those things before he leaves office. I mean, you know, anything he could do with executive order, he's going to try to do, right? I mean, he's not going to be able to get anything through the Senate right now. He's not going to be able to get anything through the, through the House right now. But he's going to try to do anything he can with executive order. Sure. Which to him is Absolutely. everything. Yeah. Everything. I mean, he, even if he can't, like, he can't open the borders completely by executive order. Though he might try. But what he can do is every single part of it that he can control, he will make. He will push towards that side, mm -hmm. and that's what he's doing. Yeah, you know. And here he is on uh, whether or not Biden's going to run. Right now, there's nobody on either side of the aisle that is exactly running on your record. Do uh, you want Joe Biden to get in the race and do it? You know, I'm going to let Joe make that decision. And are you uh, going to let? Him? I mean, what I say, I, I I think Joe will go down as one of the finest vice presidents in history, <laughs> and one of the more consequential. I think he has done great work. <laughs> I don't think there's any Name politician at a national level that huh. has not thought about mm -hmm. being the president. And if you're sitting right next to the president in every meeting and you know uh, wrestling with these issues, I'm sure that for him, he's saying to himself, I could do a really good job. Uh, he's lying to himself if he's saying that. But good for him. Look, I, Joe Biden's presidency would be far better than Barack Obama's presidency. I mean that honestly and for the show. For the show, it would be mm -hmm. the same crap but fun. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at least he'd be bumbling and, and making more jokes and, and mm -hmm. insulting different racial groups. and it would, it would on at least some woman be inappropriately. <laughs> yeah, just sitting on the lap of a yeah. biker. <laughs> Whatever he was doing, it would be more fun. But in all honesty, I actually think he would be a better president as well as than Barack Obama because he at you, least would you can't be, get any worse. You can't get worse. I, I don't. I, I think he. If, at least, you, if you elect Joe Stalin, maybe that's worse. Maybe it's it might the be about the Joe same. That would be worse. Right. Right. I mean, it's. I don't know. It's. It's hard to think of anybody being worse. Yeah, and I think at least Biden would. Uh, he would be in between Bill Clinton and Barack Obama. Like, he would bring it back a yeah. little bit more that way, Maybe. which is, by the way, still terrible. Uh-huh. But, I mean, still, I, but I think better than Barack Obama. I, I don't know if he would. You know, the Democrat Party has been pulled to the left so far yeah, that I, I, don't, I don't know if he'd be any better. I, uh, hopefully, we won't find out.
Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. There is more patent stew on the way momentarily, but first we want to tell you about my Patriot Supply. Oh, good. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Do you know? Uh, obviously, there's a lot of challenges in the world. Things like that go wrong occasionally. Huh. Um, economies collapse. Maybe yeah. jobs get lost. Maybe there's uh, incredible flooding that we've seen recently. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we're always told there's going to be um, uh, more frequent and intense hurricanes. Luckily, though, Barack Obama solved that with climate change. Thankfully. Um, but when those things happen, you want to be prepared for them. Yeah, and being prepared on a budget is, is a challenge. Uh, but My Patriot Supply makes that challenge a lot easier to overcome because they have a phenomenal offer. Now, the $10 for the 72-hour kit was incredible. This might be even more incredible because you can get a four-week emergency food supply for $99 when you call 888-893-9140. I mean, a whole month's worth of food for 99 bucks. Yeah. You're not going to beat that it's, anywhere. It's fantastic. It's easy to store. Uh, and if you do need to eat it, uh, it mm -hmm. actually tastes good. It's a crazy innovation. They've decided to try it. And that sounds crazy. Yeah. But that's a huge plus. <laughs> Actually, <is>. I mean, <laughs> you know, people always say, well, an emergency, you'll eat anything. You'll, you'll cook your sock and eat it if you need to. Well, that might be true, uh, but I don't want to. Well, and seen... So why not eat something delicious like, um, I don't know, chocolate pudding? Uh, yes. Why haven't we made that? Yeah, we got to. Oh, we this is a country cottage mac and cheese. Oh, I mean, we've been saying for man. a while we need to do a... Uh, Let's do that this week. We need to do a spoons. Let's do a spoons um, with these two with items these this week. Together? Well, mac and cheese. Chocolate pudding and mac and cheese together? Well, yeah, we'll have, mac, we'll have the mac and cheese for the entree and then the chocolate pudding, pudding for, for dessert. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant that she's like... No, I would chocolate not Chocolate mac, mac and cheese. No. 99 you, bucks you, for a week's worth of food is not bad. It's a month. It's a month. Four weeks. Four weeks. Four Wait, weeks. And by the way, you yeah. had me at chocolate mac and cheese. Right? I don't know why you've changed it. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, call now, 888-893-9140. 888-893-9140. Limit two per household. It's my Patriot Supply. Hi, it's Glenn Beck for realestateagentsitrust.com. We built a network of professional real estate agents who have created a need for your home. And they don't just list your home and then wait for buyers. They market your home and create a need and sell it fast and for top dollar. And they want to earn your business every day. Realestateagentsitrust.com. After one day, if you're not satisfied for any reason, they let you out of the contract. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Hi! 727. It's us again. Ah, welcome. We're here. <clears throat> Us being Pat and Stu. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, apparently some good news. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess an Iraqi uh, bombing raid attacked Islamic State leader al-Baghdadi's convoy and apparently hit it pretty hard. We don't know what happened know. to al-Baghdadi, as is usually the case. Well, we don't know what happened, but it was, apparently he was attacked. Uh, so he was taken Ooh. away in a vehicle afterward, and we don't know his condition. Oh, no. So um, he may or may not have been hit. He may or may not be wounded. He may or may not be killed. Wow, that's, uh, that's yeah. different from we, yesterday. So we know about what we knew before right. the convoy well, got yesterday hit. we knew he might be alive or dead. Yeah, we did. he might be driving or not driving. And also he might be breathing or not breathing. <laughs> yeah. We also knew he may or may not have been in the convoy all together. Right. Yeah. We knew that. We know that for certain. We also attacked where they were going to have this big ISIS leadership meeting uh, where all the ISIS terrorists were gathered. So, I mean, we, the Iraqis, hit that as well. 
and there may be some people dead in that, or there may be some people alive, or there may be some people wounded, or, or they may not, not have be. Been a leadership might conference. not have been a leadership uh, conference, or something at else. all. <laughs> it might have been, you know, uh, like a gathering of band leaders from the area. We don't know. You know, it could have been a Syrian band playing in a Syrian land. They may be coming to your town to help you party down. <laughs> really? And they're a Syrian band. Yeah. They are. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, but I doubt it. So we, I mean, it, it's, it's interesting because I, I guess at least the Iraqis are trying here. Uh, and I, I wish, kind of wish it would have been an American strike. I, I don't know why it was the, uh, why it was just the Iraqis, because we apparently knew nothing about it. The convoy was moving toward uh, Karabla to attend a meeting of the Daesh terrorist leaders. Mm. Now, keep in mind, the Daesh are people who milk goats, even if they're male. They're male. <laughs> they're goats. Right? These people attack the town of Sinjar. Okay? I think now you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Now you know what we're talking about. Right. Uh, what kind of people we're talking about. Uh, and by the way, uh, they went to the Karabla. Yeah. That actually, is that, that's not, is that really, is that the, the Arab Karabas? Yes. It's like, so it's a. It's Karabla, right. not yeah. Karaba. Right. Well, they spell yeah. things differently. Yeah, they spell things a little differently. Um, yeah. So they get the, um, get the, uh, they had the ones with the manicotti and the, uh, the chicken parm. The chicken the brian, which has the goat cheese on top of it, which would work out really nicely for those guys because they milk goats even if they're male. Even if they're freaking male. These people, they, I mean, that's unbelievable. I mean, you can't go, you can't milk male goats. No, you, you can't. You can't do it. No. I mean, you're doing I something guess. else at I, that point. I guess you can't. Um, and also, uh, attacking the town of Sinjar. Let's uh, let's talk about that for a second. Right. <laughs> I mean, these, <laughs> Stupid. These crazy. They're crazy. Um, so... Do we get the music? Why don't we have the music yet? They play the music like when right? we just like mention Iraq once and the video comes on. We don't, and now we're talking about it for ten minutes. They don't play it. <laughs> What's happening in there today? Uh, also, Sad. since apparently it's still happening, whatever was happening <laughs> is still happening. Uh, we got this weird phenomenon right now of Palestinians stabbing Israelis, and that included police in two more Jerusalem attacks. Palestinians carried out. Two stabbing attacks in Jerusalem on Saturday before being shot dead by police, while another two Palestinians were killed during a violent demonstration near the Gaza border. Mm. And see, what happens is somebody will stab an Israeli policeman and get shot dead on the street. You'll see that. And whose fault is that? Well, it's somehow it's the Israelis' fault. They're the terrible ones. They're the oppressing ones. They're, you know, like we had this Palestinian woman at the... At the rally over the weekend, at this 80,000-person rally that for the Black Lives Matter or Justice or Else rally, whatever it was, and she's screaming about the oppression of the Palestinians being the same as the blacks here and, and, and how awful uh, white people are and all of that. And uh, they kind of ignore the fact that the Palestinians are the instigators of violence here and it's the Israelis who are defending themselves or answering an attack on them, that seems to not be taken into consideration by a good number of people. In fact, was it uh, was it Farrakhan that was screaming about the resolutions, the 40 resolutions, or was maybe it was Jeremiah Wright, screaming about the 40 resolutions at the UN against Israel, which there are more than 40. There's like 160, and there are a total of 
zero against the Palestinians because, uh, I don't know, the UN is anti-Semitic. I, I don't know what the deal is. It's unbelievable, really. And here he is talking about the Israeli state, which was founded by the UN. Uh, but they're not supposed to defend it. They're not supposed to uh, uh, defend themselves in any way, shape, or form against the attacks that continually come from the Palestinians. In the first stabbing on Saturday, a 16-year-old Arab attacked two Israelis who were walking from the old city toward the city center. Uh, and police opened fire, killing the attacker. The two victims were lightly wounded. Later, just outside the old city, another Palestinian stabbed two police officers, one in the neck. There's actual video of this. It's pretty shocking because you see the guy just pull a knife out of his back pocket. And, well, here it is, I think. Uh, is this the actual? That's uh, the aftermath where you don't actually see. But I, I actually watched the video where the guy pulls the knife out of his back pocket and you see him jab it into the like neck area of the police officer, stab somebody else, and then another police officer finally starts shooting him. And then he falls and he gets shot a lot more times. And uh, I assume he was killed. And uh, in fact, he was. Uh, but they also wounded one of their own officers in the shooting. Uh, three officers were taken to the hospital, one in serious condition. People have um, in the past uh, discussed this concept of man's inhumanity to man. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever uh, heard of such a thing. Um, but it's weird. It's, it's hard to believe that it happens today. It, I mm -hmm. think we are so shielded in the, in the United States largely because we um, have a you know, society that is certainly built on uh, principles uh, that uh, said don't do those things. Uh, also have had the uh, cushion of capitalism to make our lives cushy enough that we don't want to go and mm -hmm. shoot a bunch of people. That's why when things right. happen like the Oregon thing, it is shocking to us. We are still horrified by those things. I was um, watching a documentary um, recently about um, Indonesia and uh, their kill you want to actually feel bad for communists this movie will make you do it it's called the art of killing have you ever heard of it i may, no. have, I may have talked about it on the air mm -hmm. once before but it was a story about um in, in indonesia had a uh, internal uh conflict between um uh com communists were the the bad guys in the situation uh, of course communists always are the may bad may i just guys. quickly ask a question about this what um <laughs> what prompted you mm -hmm. to watch a documentary on Indonesia in the first place? It, you you were you're scanning through Netflix <laughs> and you're going, "Oh my god, I haven't seen the Indonesian documentary yet." I mean, I, holy I, mackerel, I, is that up now? Is, That's is. on Netflix right now. Is that not? <laughs> Lisa, do I have an hour and a, two hours to watch? Okay, watch the kids. I'm going to be watching these Indonesian documentary. I will say it was, it's it's considerably it like than that? two hours. Um, is that uh, the home of our president? Uh, I mean, we have to, we're supposed to know the history. Uh, he did live there for a time. That's it, true. It was the home of uh, our president. For I a time. Uh, I cannot say I don't deserve this. I, so I am I am <laughs> I am with you. And I said the art of killing. It's the act of killing. The act of the reason, and this is why it... it Man, am I pissed that you got that wrong. <laughs> oh, no, but this is important. Okay, go the ahead. The reason why uh, it, the act of killing actually caught my attention is because mm -hmm. um, they, uh, they had this big mass slaughter of communists in Indonesia many years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and so these filmmakers went back into Indonesia, found the people responsible for it that are still around and some of them in power, just out in normal society, um, and had them reenact the killings. What? 
This is why it's, it's that's my that's why I got it that's sucked into it. it it's, it's such a so they actually went there and said, "Hey, we want to do a movie on uh, all the things that you guys did with the communists." And they knew exactly who they did knew it. it. They they admitted doing it and at walked the time, you through. What's that? They admitted at the time, and that's how the filmmakers they're, knew. Yeah, they're very proud of this. Wow. Um, it, it was something that's uh, talked. Was about. it legal to kill communists at the time in uh, Indonesia? I don't know that it was on the books legal, but it was just done. And they wiped out, you know, I think, millions of them. I mean, it was a lot. It was a big, maybe hundreds Seriously. of thousands. It was a major thing. Wow. So they went, but they didn't do this with high tech. They did it with wires, wrapping wires around their throats and pulling until heads, heads popped off. I mean, and they reenacted it what the with heck? each other in front of cameras saying, this is how we did it. We put their head down on this stump and I took a machete and I went like this and his friend is sitting there like this and they're just like showing them the machete get cut. It's unbelievable. Wow. And there's this once, and, and, wow. and I think the, the thought of it is, look how inhumane this situation was. They didn't even connect that these were people. And to this day, um, they still treat it that way in the country. They celebrate the extermination of the communists. And again, I'm no fan of communists by any means. And surely the communists would have eventually killed them anyway, I'm sure, because that's what communists typically do. But there's this one scene where uh, he's there with his, and the, the, this, the cast looks comical. One of the guys that was involved in this has become so, like, uh, Buddha fat. He's just got this gigantic gut, and he's just like, he's just like, he looks like a guy who would be in a, in a you know, a stupid comedy. So? so? You know, it's, it's not even your athletic fat, Jeffy. Okay. It's like the balloon okay, stomach fat. That. Right. I feel sorry uh, for those people. Yeah, you feel, yeah, I know. You have such... <laughs> Do you? I do. You do. Uh, I do. Uh, you're so nice like that. Yeah, but is. they show, um, <laughs> at one point, he's describing an actual killing of what he did to someone's family. And mm. it's, it's this guy, this ridiculous guy, pleading for his, the life of his child. And the child is, is a teddy bear. And they go, and, and mm. he walks through exactly what he did to this baby. Baby. Oh, and he's stabbing the teddy bear. He's cutting it open in front of the father. All this stuff. And you're like... It's, it is honestly one of the most intense scenes I've ever seen in a movie. It's, 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 and it's with a freaking teddy bear. Wow. Right. And it just, it, it highlights, and the whole movie does, mm. um, just how once you cross that line where you don't see Jews as people, or you don't see Christians as people, as we're seeing now with ISIS in the Middle East. Or you don't see communists Or you don't people. see communists even as people. Mm -hmm. you, you disconnect slaves. You just disconnect from the fact that you're doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. and, these, and it's just this, in, this inhumanity that it, it doesn't seem possible that a human being can get there. Yet it happens all around the world over over. all the time, especially in countries that have mm -hmm. not adopted capitalism and our Constitution and our mm -hmm. freedoms and our second freaking amendment. And all these other things that we have to protect ourselves that we take for granted. A lot of places don't have this, and this is the result of it, seemingly more often than not. Do you feel they captured uh, the actual art and act of killing in the two hours and 46 minutes? <laughs> it's uh, long. <laughs> it took me a couple. I didn't watch it all in one piece. Uh, a couple of flights uh, on that one. But, it's, wow. I mean, it is. Uh, it really, uh, it's. If you're not interested, if you don't, it's not the feel good movie. It's not the, the feel good weekend. movie. You just get to the end of it, you're just like, what the hell did I just watch? And these people, by the way, the, the end of it isn't they all got arrested mm. and went to prison. They're all just hanging out. Walk back to the around. house. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, coming. Yeah. It, 
Amazing. It's really creepy, and and the way it's done is really creepy. Like these really mm-hmm. long, drawn out, sort of silent shots. It's really, it's weird and way too artsy for ninety nine percent of people. Probably like the mm-hmm. way they did it, it, it isn't exactly user friendly. But it, I think it, it adds to the just eeriness of it. Is it in English at least? Uh, no. Oh, that adds to the excitement right there, man. man. I am all over yeah. this film. Yeah. Uh, more Pat and Stu coming up. <laughs> so I get all of that excitement and, and you're subtitles. subtitles. You're reading subtitles. Awesome. That's wow. Oh, you should have started with that. Wow. You know how to pick them. You should have left. <laughs> you know I how to them pick them. So you don't have to. Man. <laughs> Huh? I don't need to be here for the John Whitehead interview. Isn't that true? Uh, I don't. Uh, we got John Whitehead coming in tomorrow. We're going to talk. Do we? Yeah, I'm radio. But I was just thinking, John White, the John Whitehead. Yes, we have John Whitehead on of the John Whitehead family. The Whitehead group. <laughs> the one. <laughs> now, who, John Whitehead, of course, for those who who don't know, is uh, did, well, this, renowned for. This is one of those interviews where Glenn's going to be talking the whole time, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be sitting there going. Mm-hmm. This is this is interesting, but I can't get a word in. Mm-hmm. And well, John Whitehead is, of course, we know him from the Whitehead Group, right? Which does. No, no, no. If you think you put group next to someone else's last name, it always sounds really serious. It does. Yeah. Like if you just be like, uh, like Jeff Fisher is an obvious buffoon. Look at him. Look at this guy. Look at him. Look at him. But if we say uh, it's Jeff Fisher, he's uh, from the Fisher Group. People will be like, wow, he's from the like, <laughs> same guy from the Fisher Group. And then when you take your glasses off like that <laughs> and point, then we know that you're. Still a buffoon. So. No, no, I mean, we know he's a buffoon. Yeah. But if you didn't see him <laughs> and didn't know him. Right, you might think he's not. Yeah, that's but true. But you'd be mistaken. Yeah, that's just true. Uh, so Bernie Sanders apparently calls for a ban on semi-automatic weapons. This is good stuff. Uh, in a campaign appearance <clears throat> on Saturday ahead of uh, this coming week's Democratic presidential debate, Sanders cited, see, all these candidates now are are. Me too. I'm no. I'm super way yeah. left. No, I'm super way lefter than you are. <laughs> no, I'm even further way lefter than you even thought about being. <laughs> well, no, I'm a guy. I'm a communist now. You're just a democratic socialist. It's crazy. So he uh, he cited two shootings at universities in Arizona and Texas. What was a what was the uh, as well as last week's slaying at Oregon. There were shootings in Arizona and Texas. I didn't even hear. Was it just woundings, or do we even know what those were? Instead of people yelling at each other, we've got to come, got to come together on common sense approaches. And that's their big mantra now. Common sense approaches. Forget the, forget the Constitution. That's not common sense. We, we know common sense now. And uh, we need, in fact, the vast majority of the American people support. Do the vast majority of American people support a ban on semi, semi-automatic weapons? That can't be true. Uh, I mean, Cannot people don't even know what they are. There's no. They ask that question and they get high uh, levels of response because people think semi-automatic. They think uh, scary, military style. Yep. They don't mm-hmm. realize that a semi-automatic is the typical gun everybody has. I mean, that's the gun everybody has. is a semi-automatic mm-hmm. uh, handgun. That's they don't. <clears throat> people don't know those terms well enough. Um, and when I think when you get down to and there there are people who have broken this down. I, I think Reason's done it. I think is the the people who I've seen doing it. But if you ask the question <laughs> with a little bit more detail, those they don't come back that way at all. Semi semi automatic means you just you pull the trigger, shoots. Pull the trigger, it shoots. Pull the trigger, it shoots. Now an automatic weapon, you pull the trigger and it just keeps firing. Mm-hmm. 
But you have to compress the trigger over and over again for, for semi-automatic. And like the other one, like if you have like a shotgun where, you know, again, I am not a gun guy and I, I know I'm embarrassing myself whenever I talk about guns. But like you have a shotgun where you've got to, you've got to load it each time. Yeah. That's not a semi-automatic. Right. Um, because you're loading it each time in between. Or like if you had to pull the, in the old school, like you pulling the hammer back at the top to shoot. Uh, mm -hmm. That's different um, than uh, semi-automatic. Now, look, I have, what I would, I would honestly, you know, I would classify as, essentially no knowledge about guns like i'm i'm at that level like i've Me shot too. them i've gone to ranges mm -hmm. i own guns but i i'm not a person who is uh, you know i cannot talk terminology with you uh, i am not uh, i don't i don't subscribe to guns and ammo i'm not that guy however i still have a lot more knowledge than the average person does about them especially if they don't own them and probably way more than bernie sanders has oh well obviously sanders supported such a ban along with universal background checks uh Another measure he called for on Saturday in 2013 after the massacre at Sandy Hook. Self-described socialist has also voted to allow guns in national parks, shield firearms manufacturers from liability, so that's good, for shootings, and uh, against a five-day waiting period for gun purchases. Uh, and a lot of people expect him to be criticized for that because Hillary is even more leftist than he is right now on this particular issue. She has called for... Uh, I, I don't know exactly what she's calling for, she, but she is saying that if she's elected, she will go after people's guns. Yeah, she um, she did actually kind of outline what she wanted to do. Uh, do we have that? We never, we never actually went point by point on that one. I don't think we, we did. We, we'll, we'll pull that no. up here maybe in the next break and, right. and try to get go through that because she, you know, and of course you're as you're uh, as you point out, it's just further to the left. Everyone's racing mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. uh, how can we get more left than left? Um, and uh, it's 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 interesting. <laughs> I mean, I think the American people as a whole are. You know, people who own guns know this stuff and they get fired up about it. People who, you know, just passively don't pay attention or whatever. Even people like Whoopi Goldberg, who we talked about on radio, who actually do own guns, mm -hmm. still think everyone else shouldn't own guns because they're the responsible ones and everyone else isn't. Um, no, I mean, you know, under that policy, only one person owns guns. It's the person making the rules. And guess what? Guess what progressives want. They want the government to have the guns mm -hmm. so that they make the rules. They can enforce whatever the hell they want, and you have no way to resist it. Um, you know, I've been fascinated with this uh, controversy about uh, Ben Carson's remark um, that he said if we didn't disarm the Jews, um, then they would have had a way to fight back. Oh, and the interviewer was, like, so indignant about yeah. that. Are you saying that less people would have been killed if... They had got well. Of course, less people. What's your argument? More would? I, I don't know what the number is on how many less, but I can guarantee you somebody would have escaped. Somebody right? would have escaped by shooting the SS when they showed up at your house. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think lives would have been saved. Now, were the Jews um, a a large enough population with enough firearms to fight back the Nazi uh, military? The answer to that is almost surely no. Right? Mm -hmm. we, uh, they, yes, would they have won? Probably not. The question is, do you, as a human being, have the right to freaking defend yourself? Do you have the right to give yourself a chance in a situation? Do you have the right to, to try to take on evil? Who knows? Remember, there were how many um, uh, assassination attempts of Adolf Hitler? Dozens. Yeah, um, and all of them obviously failed until he successfully carried it out. The only thing I ever give him credit for. He did a good job with that. <laughs> uh, finally, he did that. A little late.
Not for my taste, but I'm glad he did kill himself. Um, uh, the, Apparently the Russians found no evidence of that, is what we're hearing now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows if that's true. But uh, there is, a, I mean, there are, I, who knows? I guess, you know, we can trust the people who were there. I mean, they mm -hmm. were also Nazis. Um, but the, uh, the issue here is, uh, what I'm trying to get to, is uh, you have, you should have that opportunity. And the idea that, because there's, we have one group of people who are saying, look, I uh, am uh, upset because I wish, uh, it, you know, here's what I would say, I, it would be better if the Jews didn't lose their guns because they'd have a chance to defend themselves. That's group A. Group B is it wouldn't have been better because the Jews wouldn't have had a chance to defend themselves. That's group B. Somehow group A are the anti-Semites. Yeah. I don't. Can you follow that one? Can you explain that one a little further for me? Now, if you're trying to make the <clears> argument, <throat> would they have won? That's not the argument. At least they would have had a chance to do something. Yeah, and uh, I mean, how bad? How much worse could it have been? For, would it have been? Would it have been worse? Yeah. Well, no, they died. They died anyway. In so, horrible deaths in yeah. many cases. Yeah. Um, frankly, between going to Auschwitz and dying at my house defending myself. Yeah. With my guns. Again, I'm taking that I'm option. taking that option yeah. every time. Every single time. And what I was getting to there with Hitler is there were a couple dozen attempts on Hitler's life. Maybe there would have been six dozen attempts on Hitler's life. And maybe one yeah. of them would have worked. If there were hundreds of thousands of guns floating around the Jewish uh, uh, population, or for that, uh, uh, for that matter, guns that could have been handed to Germans who were more friendly to the cause of the Jews... Who knows what could have happened? That could have ended. One of those attempts could have been more successful. Yeah. Someone could have gotten close, close enough to take a shot as he's going through the streets. Who knows what could have happened? Um, you know, the point is you don't take people's right to defend themselves away from them. Whether it's going to work or not, you know, the Alamo didn't work out so well, you know. But you still had a, right, you had a chance to defend yourself. And we as Americans, at least, I thought praised that. I thought so. Uh, SNL doesn't think so. Saturday Night Live and uh, Amy Schumer, who is a cousin to Chucky Schumer. I know. This is unfortunate. Uh, had a little skit over the weekend about guns. Guns. <laughs> guns are there. In little moments. And big ones. When things fall apart, or it all comes together. They unite us. Comfort us. Bring us joy. And strength. From first loves to new beginnings. Wherever life takes you, Guns, we're here to stay. I mean, that's not, it's not even funny. The biggest yeah. crime of that is uh, they're supposed to be funny. I don't mind them. And they're just not. I mean, look, I don't, they're liberals. We understand that. I don't mind them taking out guns, honestly. Stupid. But it would have been nice if they could have put some laughs in it. Yeah. Um, my, funny would be, you know, good. It would have been nice. On uh, a comedy show. I, you know, I'm, I um, am not ashamed to admit I was, I'm, I'm, I was a big fan of the uh, comedic era of Amy Schumer. Like, I, I really, she's incredibly talented as a comedian. The activist era of Amy Schumer is already annoying. Mm -hmm. Like, we're all already into the annoying part. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I just, I don't, I don't get why that has to happen. 
um, but it always does. When you get a big enough audience for being funny, you are all of a sudden, to, you, you are required, there's some sort of self-requirement to make yourself annoying by making political commentary. And look, if obviously, the only way you can mock guns in this sense is to make people use guns in ways that they would never use them. You know, like, guns are stupid because people ro jog with them and shoot them into the air when they're happy. Well, yeah, and they yeah. would be stupid if that's how people use them. They just, that's yeah. just not how they use them. Um, now, I get it. It's a comedy, and, you're, you know, you don't fact-check comedy. Um, but it's just this, it's this idea, more frustrating than the SNL takes on guns, which is just typical. It's annoying to lose mm -hmm. somebody uh, as talented, I think, as Amy Schumer honestly is. I really do believe that. She is really, really talented. But it's just like you just, okay, now all I got to hear is you preaching to me about all your stupid opinions on how brilliant you are and how dumb we are. I no got thanks. it. All right. Nah, it's okay. I'll move on to the next one. More Pat and Stu coming up in a second. Pat and Stu. Uh, by the way, Zimbabwe has uh, dropped the effort uh, to extradite uh, the yes, dentist who what? killed Cecil the lion. Yep, those you bastards are I know, on it. Right? Too. Apparently, right? he had uh, all the paperwork in order, and uh, that's what he was there for. Huh? <laughs> yeah, and and by the way, he didn't break any Zimbabwean laws. So there's no did he really? He didn't no. break any. Yeah. He didn't break any laws. <laughs> he did not break any laws. Oopsie. Yeah. Uh, minor problem there. Uh, and now he is free to come, not for hunting, but as a tourist. Uh, it turned out that Palmer came to Zimbabwe because all the papers were in order. <laughs> he broke no laws. He didn't do anything wrong. He's got all these people picketing still outside of his office, calling him a killer and all this stuff. And, you know, if you were to listen to the Zimbabwean citizens, uh, they were happy that he took a lion off of the field because sometimes the lions wind up in their village and eat someone and they don't appreciate that can you no, imagine they don't even They'd, though this this lion's just trying to survive right the lion is hungry yeah right <sighs> and so these zimbabweans put their lives ahead of lions lives it's, almost, it's almost like that i don't want to go that far i don't want to no. accuse them of that no but it's, but it's, it's almost like. as if they prioritize <laughs> their own survival over the survival of the lion that's, it's almost that bad. It, it's very close to that bad. Wow. It really is. Wow. Uh, meanwhile, the Black Lives Matter leader is defending uh, one of one of the leaders. No, I guess this is the yeah the leader speaking at Yale. DeRay McKesson said that uh, the historical merits of looting as a form of protest, backing up his lesson with required reading that puts modern day marauders on par with the Boston Tea Party patriots. So he's defending the fact that you yeah, you sure you can loot when you're uh you know, when you're protesting because it's a form of protest. Mm -hmm. Uh no. No. But this is what this whole movement is all about, really, and they don't they don't care about uh, about what's really right and wrong, I don't think. Or many of them. Just like this really don't care about Cecil. They don't even care about him. They don't care. All he's trying to do is eat his How way to help. Let that dentist bastard back in that country. How could you do it?
Hello, and welcome to Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven Beck. It looks like uh, in twenty fourteen, global natural disasters were way up, just as predicted by Al Gore. Mm. Um, they're about quadrupled. I knew it. Quadrupled. I knew uh, it. during the year there were four times as many as the year before, which had also quintupled. Mm-hmm. So it went up five times the year before the last, and then. 17 times a year before that. So it was down a little bit in going up, but then it went up again. And so now it's just so out of control that you can't even go outside anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think a safe prediction for next year is an increase of infinity percent. Thank you for finally being bold enough to say it. Thank you, Stu. I mean, maybe Thank it's you. infinity minus 1%, but no less than I wouldn't. That. I wouldn't back off your original pr- prediction at Maybe all. it's infinity minus Don't 2%. Do Don't do it. Don't do I it. I don't know why. I took such a strong stand, and then I blew it. <laughs> you really did. Yeah. Or, uh, or now it could, or, it could be is there that, an alternate to the story? There is an alternate to okay. the story. Like uh, 2014, global natural disasters were down. Oh. Yeah, they were down. And there's the chart. Can we look at the chart? Let's take a look at the chart. Let's go to the chart if we could. And there is the chart right there. <laughs> Do okay. we have the chart up? Yeah, okay. we have. Do we have the chart? Okay. Uh, tornadoes. C-4. Isaac, can we can we look at the chart now? Okay, so U.S. tornadoes are in the sort of grayish area, right? It says that right there on the chart. Killer tornadoes are in purple, and average tornadoes are uh, that's the yellow line, mm-hmm. the yellow dotted line. Yeah. Now, in 2011, there was a spike. But but uh, not now. No. Now they're actually down from la- from the year before. So so what you're saying is so what you're saying is that 2012, 2013, <clears throat> and 2014 were all are way the down. lowest numbers. The most recent are the uh-huh. lowest on the entire chart. Other than well, like 2009 looks a little lower. Well, I think you're looking at the killer tornado chart. I'm looking at which killer is, tornado. I believe, chart. yes, I, I, and I yes. don't know this for a fact, but I'm just trying to gauge because I thought the same thing initially. Um, the average tornado line that you see that is yellow, right? I believe is the total tornado average. Okay. So that's worldwide, then. Uh, that's United States tornado activity. It is U.S. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because it says right there in yeah, Exhibit 24, the... United States Tornado Activity. That, that is where I got it from. That's my source. Okay. All right. Uh, the, the chart <laughs> itself is my All source. Right. Good, good. Uh, but, yeah, you <clears> see <throat> that uh, the average, uh, uh, if you look at just, take the purple line out of your head for a second and look at just the gray bars behind mm-hmm. and the yellow line. If you look at that, uh, well, kind of interesting uh, that you see that the last three years have been the least uh, scary as tornadic, well as if you will. I like that. The least tornadic. The least tornadic of uh, all the years. Here's what I love. It doesn't matter what you're talking about, whether it's killer tor- tornadoes or just tornadoes in general. Yep. They're all down. All down. They're all under the average amount of tornadoes that we get. So th- there is absolutely nothing to this hysteria. Well, it's just nothing. one thing, though, Pat. There's other things you have to think about. There is there any other charts? Do we have any other charts or no? Um, yeah, like, for example, uh, landfalls uh, of hurricanes. Okay, hurricane landfalls. Let's take a close look at that because you know that that's been way down. Category three. Way. Uh, we haven't seen one since 2005. There have been zero. Zero. Mm-hmm. And by zero, you mean infinity? No, I mean zero. Okay. There's been zero category three hurricanes that have had U.S. landfall since 2005. Look, and look at, okay, uh... Let's just take a look since 1950 uh, at the at the left end of the scale, 
and then you go to 52, it's way down. And then it's way back up in 54. Then it's way down in 56 through 58. Then it's up in, looks like, 1959. Mm. Then it's back down. Then it goes way up. Then it's down. I mean, it it just goes on a... Uh, yeah, it's, there's no pattern. There's that. no pattern. But if it's you look at the average, we're, again, been below the averages, both averages. Um, uh, to, uh, category 1 hurricanes, we've been below the average since 2009. Mm-hmm. And maybe he did come in and, and calm the seas, or at least calm the hurricanes. Um, and then uh, as far as big, and look, a Category 1 hurricane is not even something really to necessarily comment on because those will hit, same thing with tornadoes. Small mm-hmm. tornadoes uh, are you know, obviously different than killer tornadoes. But um, here you see uh, we haven't had any, any uh, none. at all. Zero uh, since 2005. Yeah, and, and w- way, way less than one a year, even of Category 1 storms. Um, you know, this has just been it's been a great run we've had. And again, normally, uh, I think throughout our entire history, that would be um, a positive to the media and to the left. You would not want but they're not, to be dead. they're not talking about it. No, now, they, they're yes, talking about it negatively. And we will grant you, 2004 and 2005, we've talked about this before, yeah. were unusually high yeah. years. Yep. And it was the perfect time for an Inconvenient Truth, the movie, to come out. Because it looked like, oh my gosh, we're getting hit by these things all the time. Could it is it be amazing. global warming? Because it was the perfect <clears throat> time, and it still failed. Yeah. Yeah. Still failed. <laughs> and then 2006, the very next year, there were zero. There were none. Um, global natural disasters in 2014 combined to cause economic Jeez, losses man. of $132 billion. That's 37% below the 10-year average. Losses were attributed to 258 separate events compared to the 10-year average of 260. Now, this is, uh, let's, this is, let's take another look at another chart as we kind of go through these. This is a U.S. tornadoes by rating. So big deal here because the um, uh, F4 uh, plus are the ones you've got to worry about. Worry. Now, look, a small tornado can do damage. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but as you see, no increase. In fact, a decrease in the trend since the 50s of how many tornadoes we have had. Also, a decrease in trend since the 70s, for sure, on larger tornadoes, F4 and above. Um, now, F3 is a, uh, is a big tornado, too, that it will do some damage, certainly. Um, now, they don't typically, uh, people who are, I should say this, people who are honest don't typically look at F1 and F2 tornadoes because uh, our detection of them was so poor a long time ago. So when you're looking for a trend, mm-hmm. what, what the left will do and Al Gore has done, is he will include those numbers. So because we're detecting so many more of them now, it looks like the tornadoes are increasing. Um, of course, the truth is this, which is, uh, you know, you notice the F3, F4, F5 tornadoes. You notice them. You didn't, we didn't miss many of those back in the day. Um, so when you have that, you see here that uh, there's absolutely no trend other than p- potentially a slight decrease in tornadoes. Any other charts we have? We can maybe go through the rest of those before we pick up the rest of these numbers. Anything else? That's it. Okay. Um, we also have a 2004 Atlantic hurricane season marked the ninth consecutive year, uh, which the U.S. did not t- sustain a major Category 3 landfalling. Um, mm. And for the third consecutive year, tornado season in the United States have been one of the least active since Doppler radar began being deployed in the 1990s, <laughs> uh, early 90s. Um, that was so kind of you know environmental Amazing. news is you know some people I think find it boring, uh, but I never consider it really about the environment um, when you're talking about um, how to look at this because the data comes in and that's environmental data you look at it you sift through mm-hmm. it you try to understand it but really the application of that data is what is important to us it's, it doesn't matter necessarily uh, you know uh, you know 
how many F1 tornadoes there are. What's important is how many uh, trillions of dollars are going to be uh, taken out of your pocket because of uh, changes in measuring of, of F1 tornadoes or whatever the issue is. Um, we deal with you know more public policy here rather than um, you know uh, dealing with the science. And mm -hmm. and people will say, well, that's what, that's what I mean. We're just talking about science. Well, science is just an ingredient into public policy. It's not the whole thing. Everything has to be weighed and understood. You don't get sci you don't just have scientists come in and say I would do X, Y, or Z and do X, Y, or Z. They are also focused on some on one thing. And they might say, well, you know what, if we were to able to cut, shut off all of the economies, things would be better. Well, at the same time as a guy who's an expert in traffic would say, hey, if we just you know, turn all the cars off, there would be no accidents. But we weigh that you know, as part of the picture and say, okay, well, thank you for that input, but we still want to go 80 miles an hour. So figure out a way to make that happen. And that's the same thing that should happen with, uh, with, with global warming. Yeah. It's it, even if you even if all these scientists they, they're completely right and all their data Al Gore is completely right. There's still absolutely no way to deal with it uh, when it comes to what they're proposing. It doesn't help, you know. Cutting, you know, doing nice little things around the house makes you feel good. Doesn't do anything for the environment at all. Meanwhile, the uh, agency that protects us from all of this stuff, from hurricanes, from tornadoes. Yep. From all of these global warming disasters that are uh, hitting us on such a regular basis, the EPA uh, just caused their second toxic spill in Colorado in as many months. Uh, and in the, at the mine in Colorado. And and uh, yeah, it's and. yes. And what's your point? And so they're doing more <laughs> yeah. damage than good. It's kind of my point. Yeah, but uh, 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 more damage in protection, <clears throat> environmental protection agency. <laughs> this well, bill was needed to protect the environment. Right. Uh, was it really? Yes. So we have to pollute it in order to protect it. Yes. It's sort of like uh, when Bush said, we have to abandon our free market principles to save our free market principles. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. That was one of my favorite moments of the presidency. Yeah, it was there. great. Mm. Uh, as an EPA crew worked at the standard mine attempting to open a collapsed portal. At least 2,000 gallons of wastewater spilled into a creek that just so happens to lead to a nearby town's water supply. Ah. Don't worry about it. Ah. Ah. Like, it's, how much water do they need? Uh, it's I mean, called bottled water. Do you Never always want your water to be pure and free of toxic spills? <laughs> Go live somewhere else then. Yeah. Don't live in Colorado where the EPA is working on this mine. Live at the Dasani right. plant if that's what you want. Thank you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in your face. <laughs> or the Fiji plant. There's a lot yeah. of places that have clean water. Yep. Just got to live there. Supposedly. Just, Just live, live there. And, you know, when they're, when they're dumping some of the water into the bottle, you can stick your mouth underneath the faucet and get some for you. <laughs> you don't have to live in Colorado. Nobody said you did. No. This is America. You can leave. So if you don't like toxic spills into your water supply, leave. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty easy. Yeah. Am I right? Oh my gosh, you're so right. I mean, you're what so is the so matter? It's with just these like people? if if you don't want a giant <laughs> asteroid crashing into the planet, leave. leave. Go to leave. Go to another planet. Sometimes it's gonna happen. It's here. gonna happen. No, or, or very nearly. Yeah. I mean, this was a close shave. It was. I mean, it just uh, happened. Uh, wow. Uh, it scared the hell out of me. Only 15 million miles away, an asteroid. 15 passed. million. Woof. That's like you could 
barely get a, like a pin in between us yes. where the asteroid was. Jeffy, I consider you to be our expert when it comes to asteroids uh, crashing into the Earth, mainly because uh, you talk about Armageddon and Deep Impact a lot. So, Plus, you're um, about the size of an asteroid. You are. So Look, every step you take is like a giant <laughs> asteroid crashing into the Earth. <laughs> uh, maybe what? you could turn on your microphone, genius. It's possible. You know, because then we could maybe hear Continue. it. Okay. <laughs> no, seriously, uh, is this a big deal? Because you actually pay attention to this crap. I actually have not paid attention okay. to this. Okay. You haven't seen it? Really? Miles big, I, really? As far as I know, yeah. The last one, actually, I think the one that... Oh, I have to look. Because the one before this, I think, was actually closer. The last one was actually Seems closer than this one. Seems like it was 250,000. Yeah, right. The last one actually. Like, remember, we were talking about it. Yeah. The last one was, yeah. was like that is actually pretty close, and this one seems yeah. too far. It away. seemed like it was about. Wasn't it about the distance of the moon or something away from us? I mean, it was like really close, but this is 15 million miles away, and they call it a near miss. Right. One and a half miles wide. A collision with the asteroid would have been catastrophic. But uh, Friday's Friday's NASA's Jet Propulsion Labs Near Earth Object Office which tracks asteroids, said it wouldn't come more than uh, or closer than 15 million miles uh, to us. That's about half the distance between uh, Earth and Mars. <laughs> come on. Come that's on. Not, that's not a close. It doesn't no, seem that close. It's not a near miss. Um, the risk of a collision next 100 years, 0.01%. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeez. In the next 100 years. So that would say that there's that's a 0.1% in the next 1,000 years and a 1% chance in 10,000 years. A 10% chance in 100,000 years. So they're saying every million years. And I'll tell you something. In a million years, I think we'll have some defenses against well, uh, we asteroids. Have ask Bruce Willis. We have him. Right, that's true. You send Bruce Willis up there. Right. And you take care shuttle, of the problem. And he fires a, he fires a, uh, a nuke at it. Yeah. Or, first well, of all, no. I think they drilled no, no, for the nuke no, no, no. and then you put it in there. Fire. Well, they did try to fire. That's right. It did not work. I mean, of course it didn't work. I and mean, then they had to fly the it's like shuttle into fire, it. If you fired a nuke at an asteroid coming at you, uh, she'd just smile at you and keep coming. Think of it as like a, a uh, firecracker in your hand. See, the, he actually knows these movies. This is why <laughs> I said he was the expert. He legitimately has watched these <laughs> thousands of times. Okay, I'm thinking of it as a firecracker in my hand. Right. All right. right. Go uh, ahead. Set it off. Open your hand. Uh-huh. Goes off. What do you got? A little mark. Uh-huh. Put it in But close your, your hand. Close your fist. Your wife's going to be opening your ketchup bottles the rest of your life. That's why we need to drill. <laughs> we need to drill. <laughs> See he knows. See he knows. <laughs> if I great. wouldn't have said the movie thing, you just came out with that. Was that Deep Impact or Armageddon? That was Armageddon. Armageddon. Okay. Now Deep Impact, they also launched nuclear weapons at the. Uh, so that's the one they actually fired at. Yeah. And that yeah. one. The, the thing about Deep Impact was they just they never stopped it. It just actually hit. Right. Well, Armageddon. Yeah. Armageddon. Yeah. Uh, Small. They one never hit. fired at Armageddon. They drilled. A deep they impact. They're deep impact. They deep fired impact. At. They yeah. first they of all fired. Didn't, they fired nuclear I thought they, they drilled and then they drove. Didn't they fly the shuttle now into that it? That was the end. But yeah, the, but but they did drill they, first. But yes, and it broke in and it, it just broke off it, a piece. Yeah, the small piece hit us anyway. Piece. So they could still have the disaster footage yeah. without ruining so, the earth. Right. Yeah, right. Now deep impact. Right. I think there was two of them. Yeah, and one of them hit. Yeah. Right, and yeah. but it caused real, real problems, yeah, real especially problems. for Taya yeah. Leone, who went was, to the uh, beach, uh, yeah. which is not a good place to go during an asteroid strike. No, you don't want to be but on the beach because there's, there. there's going to be a big wave. Her dad was there, and she had yes. to be with her dad. It was a nice moment. They would, be, they'd the been estranged, but 
They named it uh, Peterman. Beaterman. 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 After the kid. Because I remember the father standing in the room. Beaterman. As it came in to hit her. This is how well he knows us. These movies, he knows both of them. And then he looked at me like I was crazy when I called him an expert. <laughs> this is the only thing piece of knowledge you have. It's like the most important piece of knowledge that you possess in that head of yours over there. That was a weird time because both of those were like 98, right? <laughs> like both of them like both six those, days yeah. apart. Yeah. <laughs> we need asteroid movies now! <laughs> and they went out and did them. And they did them. And they both were, you know, for what they I were. Mean, they were okay. yeah. Like Deep Impact, I always think in my head that I liked more because it was, it, they, it was like, I don't know, I want to say they took it more seriously. Like Armageddon was more of like, we just want some Aerosmith songs, and Bruce Willis is going to go blow up an asteroid. Where Deep mm-hmm. Impact, they did, it was more science. Is, was that, is that accurate? Uh, is that I'm accurate? not sure that that is accurate. <laughs> I feel like Deep Impact was like the documentary uh-huh. of the it two films. It felt like it because they were actually hiding it, and they were keeping it a secret. They knew about it. They brought on the other countries, and uh, the uh, reporter... Uh, Taylor Leone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she, that's not her name in the movie. But yeah, no, she was, you know, she was on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she was breaking the stories, and then she went to the beach like an idiot. But the she wanted to go to high ground. Well, her dad was there. She, she had an opportunity. She had an opportunity to get away. And she, she decided to go down to the. She wanted the to die with her. Dad. Which was nice. It was a nice. It was it was no, they wanted to put her in the bunker with yeah. the other yeah. important people of the. Of and she made her mom had killed herself. Her mom had killed herself. She wanted to just be with her dad. And even though they'd been estranged, I believe up until that point, had they. Not? It was a struggle because dad yeah. was married to a woman about yes, her age. Right. <laughs> How does he know this? Who remembers this movie so well? <laughs> All right, more patents too coming up. Imagine if you put your mind to something that was good for the first time. That's yeah. what I just. That yeah. movie's not. No. no. Well, most of this goes into like mech production. I'm just saying if you were just. Back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, welcome to it. Uh, I, another just asinine story of zero common sense in America. Yes. Uh, Clemson's dining, Clemson Dining's Maximum Mexican Night. It's become a student favorite over the last several years. Everybody was looking forward to it this year at first. Mm-hmm. Everything was great. Uh, Everything was great. Students were loving the food. They were loving the festivities. Except for two students. Oh, my. Okay, Clemson University. Uh, look this up real quick, Jeffy, if you could. How many students go to Clemson University? Uh, My she, guess uh, is 30,000. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's closer to two. It's closer to two? <laughs> is it? It's, it's much closer to two. It's like okay. three. So who will be students? closer, my guess or Stu's? They're a member of the Atlantic Coastal Conference. They are. I'm going to say two. They're I'm ACC. Say, if I, you want me to put a hard number on it, I'll, I'll even go as high as four students. Okay, so half of them protested. Half, about half of the, the student right. populace All protested right. this Mexican thing. Okay. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, do we have a, an estimate? According to this, uh, well, it's over 20,000. It's over 20,000. Okay, so, so who's closer on that one? I'd say <laughs> I am. I'm closer. I don't know. Can we, get a, can we get a mathematician on the line to just... You don't need one. You got it. Not right that I don't believe you, you Pat. Uh, I'm right uh, here for you. What was it? Oh, yeah. When, <laughs> oh, when, yeah. You're, when you're getting the physics of an asteroid coming towards the Earth, do you know if 20,000 or 2 is bigger? <laughs> can you look that up? 
okay, so these two students took to Twitter and voiced their displeasure <clears throat> about the school's decision to host this culturally insensitive event. While a few on twi Twitter were offended, <clears throat> the overwhelming preponderance of her students registered absolutely no reaction at all. One student who did respond said, I'm offended that you're offended. And then uh, wrote CU, uh, hashtag CU Fiesta Fiasco. University, however, of course, caved in to the two people who didn't Why would like they? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the yes, senior associate vice president of student affairs apologized Listen. for the events. Quote, flattened cultural view of Mexican culture. Listen to this apology. Pat, you have to read. This is amazing. Now, remember, yes. put this in context. Two people complain that they serve Mexican food. Right. Listen to this heartfelt apology. It is the mission of university housing and dining to create supportive and challenging environments that enrich and nourish lives. <laughs> we failed to live out our mission yesterday. And we sincerely what? apologize. What? That your is so job stupid. is to serve food. 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 That's your job. It's not to culturally enrich people. God, it's just so stupid. And even if it were, this is the food that people in Mexico eat more often than not. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it's known as Mexican food. Go to any grocery store in America, there will be a Mexican section. Go to any grocery, uh, get, or any restaurant th uh, that, that serves these types of things. They will call themselves a Mexican or maybe a Tex-Mex restaurant uh mm -hmm. it is what it is yeah well and by the way look go to a chinese food restaurant that's owned by someone who's actually chinese what they call it is a chinese restaurant yeah that's because it's the cultural food of an area um on saint patrick's day they serve irish food yes they do so like corned beef they do this at clemson corned beef fried fish irish grilled cheese no, I mean, are there Irish people saying, I don't like that you're doing Irish food on Ir and an Irish holiday? N no, it's no. asinine. No. And if, and if an Irish person complained, they'd tell them to g go take a flying you-know-what. So they'd say something like that we usually say to Jeffy. Yes. Get out. <clears throat> exactly. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of our I mean, office. It, does, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. So, so stupid. Such a small, we've become, I'm so tired of it. I am too. Such with a small minority oh. of people can make this huge... We're, we're being ruled by the down. minorities. We're being re, ruled by... It's minority rule now. And look, there, there are, of course, times where that's fine. You know, for example, uh, you know, we have a lot of laws that protect the minority when someone has uh, out, but they're the other way. It's like when someone has outlandish speech, for example, that mm -hmm. the, the majority completely disagrees with the KKK going on parade down some stupid street. We actually <clears throat> protect that speech mm -hmm. because e even though it's the most abhorrent thing in our society, we protect the minorities. Of course, that's that is um, something that we do. The in speech this of of the uh, Westboro Baptist Church yes. is protected. Good example. They yeah. can get out with their asinine uh, signs that say God hates whoever, which is w the most ridiculous thing you could possibly say in society because the opposite is true in every case. Mm -hmm. And yet they can say it. Yeah. 
Even though we all can't stand what they're saying, they're allowed to. But when you look at uh, the way the country is going, ask people if they think those things should be legal. And you will get a oh, overwhelming get a no. majority a that no. it should not be illegal. Because yeah. people do not under, or sh should not be legal. Excuse yeah. me. They will say, ban the speech. There's the no place in society for because that. Because we don't like it. That's and that is, is a dangerous place because people don't really care about the Constitution bad. anymore. We, we really would have bad. these... these, these uh, Big arguments about what the Constitution says. What does it mean? How, how does this work? And I realize that talking about the American Constitution in a Blue Jays hoodie is maybe not ideal. But the, <laughs> but the point here is that we would have these conversations. We get off the air and be like, wow, we are right on this. You can't force someone to purchase insurance under the Constitution. There's right. no way that is, mm -hmm. that is constitutional. Mm -hmm. Yet you get off the air and you realize that no one cares about that. They don't care if it's constitutional because it's, right. it's, it's, it's just something that liberals use to back their arguments when they think that, that it works. Like they'll find an amendment that they think helps them at one particular moment and they'll say, well, it's constitutional, it's constitutional, but they don't care about it. You know, the way this is supposed to work is the first question you ask is, is it constitutional? If it can't pass that test, you stop. There's no more to the conversation. Yeah. Now, later you can get on, well, will it work? Will it help people? Will, uh, is it something that's, is this the best way we can do it? Should we try another approach? All of those happen after that first question. Right. And if you can't right. get through that first question, you stop. Sure. Period. It's the end of the conversation yeah. unless you want to amend the thing, which you can also do. Uh, but that's it. You need to make it constitutional by an amendment before you start trying this crap. That's at least the way we were set up. And it's just not, not the way it works anymore. No, it really isn't. Triple uh, Eight Seven Beck. Uh, more patents. Stu is inevitable. Oh, we apologize for that. So, sorry, and also the Mexicans are winning. Right, right, right now. The no, I'm not because it's wrong. We have fourteen thousand. So uh, Ridley Scott's The Martian, uh, starring Matt Damon, has come under heavy fire for allegedly whitewashing what we're supposed to be doing. several no, characters is, no, who were originally no. Asian in the movie, in the book, I guess. So the book comes out. You got some Asian characters in Wait, there. Wait, there's a book, The yeah. Martian. Yes. Why would you Why would you read that when there's a movie out? <laughs> Thank if, you. If you made a mistake you know? and mistakenly bought the book. Uh -huh. uh, no, actually, the book came out first. Okay. It's not because they always do this with big movies. They'll have the mm. movie come out and then they'll make a book about the movie. So like the yeah. kind of like yeah. I, that's not the right way to go. It feels no, like. it's not. The other way is a good way to go, and uh, you know people like that. You get to watch, uh, you get to read the um, the book, and it was a very popular book. Apparently, very good. Apparently, the book it. was great. Yeah, and, and and the movie is great. Too. You saw the you saw yeah the saw the movie over the weekend, and I really liked it. Uh, my whole family really liked it. We, uh, we was went, it the best movie of all time? No, but it was. What, really, it was what very about good. top ten of was, your life? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It might sneak in there somewhere. Did we get the quotes from Glenn? I swear he said it was the best movie. <laughs> he did. And then, and then, then he started he backing, backing off of it, which is bit. what he does. He yeah. makes that big, yeah, yeah. and then he started to back off of it with these movies. Yeah. But I, I, I was, he was pretty, he's like, he said, I looked over at Tanya and I said, this might be the best movie I've ever seen. And she agreed. And she, she agreed. agreed. That was yeah. what, that, remember that whole dramatic yes. bar? Yes, and then, he said, and then he said, uh, top ten ever. Yeah. And then he kind of backed it off later. But that, you know, he's, that's, he, that yes, is where he started. Him. Yes, he did start with best it, ever. I will say, it is a very good movie. And I, I really liked it a lot. And and what he said about it is true. There there doesn't seem to be a hateful agenda. In, you know, there's like, 
first of all, there's not there doesn't seem to be a big agenda of anti-Americanism or, you know, like the Earth is dying, so we've got to go colonize Mars or any of that nonsense. Put any Asians in it. Yeah, that's right. Um, but also, everybody seems to want to do the right thing in retrieving the guy. You know, there's nobody who wants him dead. There's nobody who wants to kill him. There's we don't nobody. Care. We don't care. None of that. So it's it's really kind of refreshing in that way. But to find out that some of the people who were portrayed as Asians in the book have now been portrayed yeah. by white people. Oh no! Oh, oh my golly! I hate, I hate this white movie people. now. I hate this movie. And white I people. hate the people who produced it. I hate white people. I hate everything white people have ever done, I hate all, including this movie. Mm, so uh, the Media Action Network for Asian Americans, or yeah. MANA. Yeah, you'll be, I'm a big donor. I should, full disclosure, I'm a big donor. Uh, and aren't you a member? Uh, You're a member am, in good uh, the standing. executive vice president That's of MANA. That's what I thought, mm-hmm. of MANA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Media Action Network for Asian, Asian Americans, Americans, which yeah, seems to be a weird position for a white guy. A lot of people think I'm Asian, though. <laughs> Oh, do they? Actually, I get that a lot. Yeah. I really do. Oddly, from fans. They always uh, say, what? They say I'm Asian a lot. Isn't that weird? Is it because of your uh, I think eyes? I guess I'm not. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know. what racial stereotype they've come up with, Pat. <laughs> I am, as an honorary Asian and an honorary Canadian uh, sports celebrity, I am right. very upset uh, at the way that I've been treated. And I'm going to, uh, that's okay, why I joined you. MANA. You're an honorary <laughs> Asian? Well, good. what? You're an honorary Asian? According to mm-hmm. a lot of fans, I am an honorary Asian. I've actually received that a lot of times. Over, I, I don't know have why. Really? Exactly. I, I, I don't. I guess I have some Asian features. You do. You have that look. I, I do. Thank you. I don't know. Is that good or bad? <laughs> Thank you. Well, anything that makes you non-white is good. It's good, right. Yeah. Okay, yes. I'm, right? That's why. Right? Yes. It's, uh, a, it's a high compliment. Thank I would you. not say you're white ever again. Thank yeah. you, Jeffy. <laughs> I um, hate white people. Mm. I hate all white people. So, Every last iota of a cracker. I hate them. They're roundly criticizing uh, British-born Ridley Scott for actively excluding Asian Americans oh, from the film. Now, he didn't because there were there were two Chinese people who were fairly, and I don't want to stereotype, but they seem to be oh, fairly obviously Asian people. To be. Was there a discussion of their lineage? <laughs> yes. Yep. They actually were in China. Uh, and they were speaking and, Chinese. Right. And, oh, oh I guess uh, someone who's not Chinese can't learn Chinese and travel to China. No, they could, but I had the impression these two Oh, didn't. the impression. Why? Because mm-hmm. of, of their eyes, Pat? Well, because of their, all their features. Uh, oh, skin oh, color. All their features. Skin color. Yeah. yeah. I assume maybe they were scientists or something. Actually, one of them was. Ah! Mm-hmm. Racist. This is why I joined MANA. Stereotyping Asians as smart people. How dare you, bastards? (laughs) Oh, my. This was a great opportunity to give meaty roles to talented Asian-American actors and boost their careers, which would have enabled our community, MANA President Guy Aoki said. This feel-good movie, which has attracted Oscar buzz, shouldn't get any awards Forecasting. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I, I should be honest. Criticism. I helped him craft that. I helped him craft that. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, the casting award part uh, was mine. I think mine. you put it, put it just beautifully. Guy's a smart Perfectly. guy. Guy is a smart guy. Right, but you helped uh, him craft I... So what happens now if we look at the 
What happens now if you look at the Oscars and they're mentioned in the casting? Oh, oh man, I, oh I will gosh. burn that place oh. to the ground, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking. No, I'm going to actually no. burn it okay. to the ground. Right. Uh, I think we're allowed to do that. As a part of an activist group, you're allowed to commit crimes uh, as long as they support your... I learned that from the white Black Lives Matter. Oh, group. yeah, right. okay. You know, yeah. So I think yeah. I should be able to burn the whole place to the ground. Let me ask you this. How much of this did you craft? Was the director afraid that having too many Asian American mm -hmm. actor characters would prevent 20th Century Fox from approving his casting? Yes! Or oh that gosh. it would be a turnoff to the audience? It didn't stop the book from becoming a bestseller. Right. Is that yours? Uh, no, well, my part was just the audience part. Okay. Uh, he had the book part, <laughs> and he had the uh, 20th Century Fox part, okay. but I, I brought in... That other the part, audience. the audience part. Was okay. it, is it going to be a turn off to the audience guy? He's like, oh, I'm going to put that in there. That's what happened. That's really good. It's really, that's really good. We are a you, tight knit group. I'll tell you that. You had some important <laughs> input here. Because you and, know Ridley Scott, they're not going to do what no. he's had nothing in the past uh -huh. to no. make 20th no, century no. believe that what he's doing will work. Right. So I'm sure that if he said. Uh, you know, I've got some extra Asian-American actors I'm going to put in here. No! <laughs> you suck! Right. Put yeah. white people in there. What have you ever done, Ridley? Like, this is such a great... So, like, this is, this is the, again, these activist groups just crack me up. But it's like, what is the lesson being taught here? So, the Martian, the author of the book, puts Asian characters in the book. And it's like he puts six Asian characters in the book. Mm -hmm. And then only two of them appear in the movie. So now you have to have the exact same amount of Asian characters in the book and the movie. There has to be the exact amount. So what's the answer to that going to be? People are going to be afraid to put any Asian characters in the book because you don't want to just add a couple into the movie so then you're on the right side of the ratio or whatever you're supposed to be to protect right. yourself against uh, attacks. And again, I, I speak as an outsider. That's just me saying that's not an official position of MANA. Okay. That was just All me. Right. That was me speaking. For the clarification. <laughs> there, because people think, you, yeah, yeah. You can't officially speak on behalf <laughs> no, of MANA without I'm authorization. Only, I'm an executive okay. vice president, but I'm behind the scenes. Okay. No, All right. No, so that's important. Well, in Weir's book, and this is probably what pissed you off so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, I know what you're getting to, and this is, this is really going to fire you up. <laughs> in Weir's book, the character of, get this, Dr. Venkat uh, Kapoor. Yep. Important oh, yeah. character. Oh, yeah. Right? For yep. anybody who's seen the movie. Mm -hmm. Identified as an Asian Indian practitioner of yep. Hindu, but in the film, in the film, his name had been changed to Doctor Vincent Kapoor. Uh -huh. So it went from Venkat to Vincent. Yep, and was played by British black actor Chewedel. Uh, yep, yeah. I know what you're saying. Who says his father was Hindu while his mother was a Baptist uh -huh. bastard? Here's what I will say about this: the mm -hmm. racism in favoring blacks against. Uh, Asians, Asians mm -hmm. uh, is ab abhorrent. It's, it needs you. to stop. It, okay. It needs to stop. Mm -hmm. Can you think of other examples where it has been <laughs> um, plaguing mankind? Oh my gosh, yes. In a, we uh, have a whole list of overt manna. We have a big uh, poster board. Would you like all, to share a few examples? We, when just, we walk in for a meeting. We've got some time. Go ahead and share when we just walk, a few. Well, let me explain this first. All right. When we walk <laughs> into the manna headquarters, there's a big whiteboard. Mm -hmm. And you oh, are encouraged white? as you walk in uh -huh. uh, to write in, 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 a, in a color to make sure there's diversity. Mm -hmm. um, you can write all different colors. So the whole book, it looks like a wonderful rainbow. Mm -hmm. um, but you write, as you walk in, you just write, to get, like the price of entry kind of, is mm -hmm. to write a, a situation where a black actor has taken an Asian role. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's very specific. Oh, yeah. Instances of racism. Sometimes I can't get into the office. Yeah. Everyone's taking the big ones, you know. 
There's uh, uh, The Martian. Yeah. And, and so many others. So many others. That you can't even... Mm. I mean, there's so many of them. Sometimes that, that's true. That, that it's There's so many instances oh. you can't think of just one specific. Right. <laughs> Let me give you another one, though, from this I mean, particular movie. Yep. It's probably on the board already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the character of Mindy Park, identified in Weir's book as Korean-American, yep. was played by Caucasian actress Mackenzie Davis. Mana didn't like that too much, no. as you know. That's why we, as Mana, and I can't, I can't speak officially in this particular part, okay. we're going to burn the place down. <laughs> That's official. Okay. Uh, it is an official statement. All right. Guy wow. himself told me that. All right. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like, feel free to go to air with that one. Okay. I was like, all right, guy. It's, you know, you're, <laughs> you you're, sure? You're the, you're the main one. You're the, you're the main guy, guy. <laughs> so we, we're doing that now. We're going to burn the place down. I don't know what place it is. All right. We're going to burn something down. Probably a city. Mm-hmm. Uh, An entire city? Probably a city. Yeah, okay. I think we'll, we'll probably do that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. More patents, too, coming up. And no, we do have that Hillary plan. We'll I know you don't, Hillary I know thing you don't care up. about it since, you know, you're Asian. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, man is also asked the Cameron Crow for uh, continuing to erase Asian Pacific Island. Yes. How many times? That's Damn. another whiteboard. We have a whole other whiteboard of that. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, I looked at my wife and I said, I think this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. End quote. One of the best. So it could be it was thousandth on the list. Okay. Yes. He did say one of the best. Uh, so Yes, he did. He did say at one least of the best. That, well, good for him. All right. Segment. So good. there you go. That's cleared up. By fully the way, defended. happy uh, uh, indigenous people's slaughtered day. Mm. <laughs> Christopher Columbus. You, you, wow. You want, to talk about, you want to talk about an active whiteboard over at Mana? Oh, right. Like the Columbus Day board. Uh, I can oh, imagine. Yeah. You, can't, can you imagine. can't go to the women's bathroom <clears throat> without writing um, your hatred. His atrocities. For Christopher Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird because I don't really want to go to the, the women's bathroom. But when mm -hmm. Jeffy came by for lunch a couple of days ago, uh, he at was Mana? furiously writing. On wow. me, and I didn't understand why. Because I which did you of, just really care about. Which about of Columbus's atrocities Columbus? were you outlining? Uh, well, was it the uh, the smallpox blankets or something else? I I forgot about those. Yeah, yeah I've got to yeah. add those to the board. You really oh do. My God. <laughs> you really do. It's no, important. it was just it was the mistreatment of the uh, uh -huh. of the women. Of, of the women. And yeah, and the when they they don't get into movies, uh, okay, because of other minorities getting the rules. And that's Columbus's fault. That's Columbus's fault. All right. Um, so let's do this Hillary Clinton gun plan. We, we didn't get a chance to get to. This is actually yeah. I, I would like to propose <laughs> a, a set of rules for this discussion. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. The set of rules I would like to propose are let's l act, live in a world in which you didn't distrust these people so much. So, like, if they were to say, we want to, um, you know, uh, make uh, all children have uh, happy lollipops every Thursday, you wouldn't assume it was a real ruse to make to poison the children. Right. Like, mm -hmm. I, like, let's assume they're actually going for the things they're going for. There's not something hidden mm -hmm. in these restrictions. So like, on that on that premise, mm -hmm. I think there's one thing in her plan I actually would support. All right. This is, I think, some big news. Do you have it? I mean, I off the top of your head, 
you wouldn't think that you would support anything in here. No. Okay, so let's go through them. Jeffy, same uh, thing. Clearly. Number one, universal background checks, uh, federal background checks. Um, this would uh, basically, you know, cover everything and, of course, would not uh, stop people who are criminals from getting guns, but they are uh, um, uh, highly supported in the polls. Um, and people uh, will say... Um, are unaware that federal that federal background checks basically occur on every gun sale anyway. Mm-hmm. It's a very small percentage that they don't, and it's usually a, pr- a private sale from like you to your handing them down, you know, uh, to your children or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would not support that, I would assume. No, I would not support no, that either. Jeffy would not support that. Close various loopholes. Um, now, look, various loopholes is obviously a, a wide-ranging thing, but they do point out one specific loophole that they want to close, called the Charleston loophole Hmm. again politicizing death this Uh, is where you uh, if it takes longer than three days than three days they can make the purchase anyway right so if this is how the business insider describes it charleston loophole referring to a shooter earlier this year in south carolina a quirk that allows gun sales to go through Mm. if a check is not completed in three days that's not a quirk uh, it, what that means is the government can't block you for more than three days from buying a gun when you're completely... Yeah. It, it, get get the thing to work. bureaucracy can't mm-hmm. stop you. Stop. Get your system mm-hmm. to work. If you can't get it done in three days, screw off. Mm-hmm. That, I don't have any problem with that loophole. That loophole should stay. Yep. Um, uh, repealing a law protecting gun mm-hmm. manufacturers from lawsuits. So you could sue Smith & Wesson because nope. no support that way do I support all. that. Expand inspections of gun dealers. I mean, I, it's it's that that vague. So, I mean, obviously, I think that's you know not a no. good idea because you have no idea what they're doing with that. Um, criminalize purchasing gu- purchasing guns on behalf of those barred from buying guns themselves. That's already illegal. Yeah, you can't. I can't buy like Jeffy. Obviously, has a massive uh, criminal history. I can't buy guns and hand them over to Jeffy for use legally. Legal. You've asked a lot of times, though. I will say that. I just look a friend, friend doing friend a favor. Um, improve laws blocking individuals suffering from mental illness from obtaining weapons. Now, this is a compromise. Uh, this is an area she could find compromise. Gun rights groups like the NRA have presented improved gun control databases as uh, the uh, the um, solution to curbing mass shootings. Though many Democrats say that does not go far enough. Now, I don't know what the improvements are. It's so vague that I didn't include that one as one I would agree with. But I don't want people with real histories of m- real mental illness. Um, the issue, of course, that one is stepping out of our, my little rule here is you wonder what they're going to expand that to. But here's the one I would say that all things being equal, if we trusted politicians, if they were actually trying to do the things that they say they are trying to do, I could potentially go. Mm-hmm. I, I would go with this one. Mm-hmm. If it, all the qualifiers, I have to say, if it was if it's what I'm thinking, block convicted domestic abusers from buying and possessing guns. So someone is convicted, not charged, convicted yeah. with beating up their wife. Yeah. They can't go out and buy guns legally. I am pretty okay with that. Maybe. Now, now look, the, the issue is what do they start calling domestic abuse? Mm-hmm. You know, there are all sorts of things around the, the, the fringes of that where, you know, I, I would get uncomfortable because they will start saying, uh, you know, every you know, uh, they will say, but when, when you put the word conviction in there, it yeah. assumes it's not just okay. Well, an angry wife, you know, caught their husband uh, cheating and called the police. The police showed up. She claimed something that didn't prove out to be true, and then the guy loses his rights forever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's not okay. Uh, but if you're being convicted, and obviously there are wrong, wrong people who are wrongly convicted, and the, you know that happens all the time. But I think that that's a that's a seemingly fair line mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know. I mean, what, what's the law of someone who is who is convicted of felonies? Can they currently buy firearms legally? If uh, you've been convicted, no. I so would this be only misdemeanor domestic abuse if that exists? I don't know what the line is exactly there. And I know you can't vote uh, with certain felonies, um, yeah. but uh, I don't know. I, to me, like, you know, if you have that on your record and you've been convicted of it, I don't feel necessarily uh, like. Can they get guns now? I don't I, I would think not. That's why I was I drawing that line of between felony and misdemeanor. I don't know if this is still an act, but we're talking about uh, they were saying that it's called the Lautenberg Amendment. Mm hmm. Which is also a train station. It is a train station. A very glorious one that very few people are in every time I go to it back in the day in New Jersey. It's a gorgeous train station that nobody is in. But it's saying that uh, they can't. Enacted in 1997. Yeah, so I don't know what the line is there. Yeah, uh, but it could just uh, be a I want to I want to make people mm. feel good and, and yeah. I, I, I'm sure there's something she and, and of course now we go back to reality for a moment. Most likely, she's targeting a vast group of people that she would lump into that that yeah. are no longer you know. I, so I, I, I think we have to say no. I mean, in reality, all of it is reality, but yeah. yeah.